Hey everybody, this is Chris here at Case of This, my friend Lisa Nolan Nose. Hi, hi. And uh, today we're going to be doing a topic that I've chosen. It's something that uh, I've recently discovered and I found relatable and uh, very interesting. It's called Borderline Personality Disorder. Not to be confused with uh, bipolar disorder, which we will get into that during uh, the conversation. But uh, it's a mental health disorder that impacts the way you think and feel about yourself and others causing problems uh, uh, functioning in everyday life. It includes self-image issues, difficulty managing emotions and behaviors, and a uh, pattern of unstable relationships. So I thought that would be a really interesting topic for today. And uh, we hope everybody enjoys. Lisa? Yeah, and uh, if you're enjoying the conversation, if you'd like to get on board with us, if you'd like to discuss the topics with us, um, feel free to uh, give us some likes and stars and any feedback, because uh, we'd love to hear from you and see if we're doing a good job. And we will have a new email account coming up soon and a new Facebook. Uh, we will inform everybody once we have those. Uh, those are in the works, so we will let Everyone know once they are up and running, and we would like for y'all to join us there as well. And just like with any other podcast, um, these we will bring uh, a few facts and uh, hopefully a very interesting conversation. So we hope everybody enjoys. All right, let's get into it. All right. <laughs> Excuse my cough. I do still have a cough, so I will try to keep it minimal. Uh, you just got to love pollen. All right. Borderline personality disorder. Uh, with borderline personality disorder or BPD, it, you can have a sudden overwhelming emotion, not only what people think about you, but what you think people think about you so it's your your own brain working against you um you're your own worst critic and i've said that for years um and it's living in like constant shame being too hard on yourself uh you're your own worst enemy uh you are the problem and It's not because you're being too hard on yourself. It's intrusive thought. Um, These thoughts just, they're just there. Um, You don't ask for these thoughts to come in your head. They just pop into your head. And they criticize you and ridicule you. And it's an all-day struggle. Uh, You're constantly battling with yourself and then trying to convince the outside world that you're a normal person. Uh, But when you have, say, like an outburst or uh, a breakdown, and then you're trying to explain to someone who's a level mind that it's a mental condition and trying to get them to understand. And a lot of times they don't get it because they don't have it. It's kind of like being an addict that is trying to explain to you what it's like to have an addiction when you've never had substance abuse. Yeah, I think that that happens with so many uh diseases and disorders in general not just mental health ones but like even I mean people have sympathy for people who have cancer and are going through chemo and things like that because I think most people have met people who have 
had it at this point. But if you've never met anyone who's had uh, borderline personality disorder or any type of mental health issue, you may just become frustrated with that person instead of having patience for what they're going through um, and lacking empathy for, for them. And this is why it's a, a good topic that you chose, Chris, because people do need to know that like just because you haven't experienced things in life doesn't mean that you ever can assume that uh, somebody is not struggling even though they might not seem like it what I found interesting in my research was that um, you mentioned like it's often confused with bipolar disorder um, and the difference between them which I thought was interesting and I wanted to discuss with you is that bipolar disorder is described and I say described intentionally as a mood disorder while borderline personality disorder is a personality disorder Mm. so but the thing is is that both of them bipolar and borderline personality disorder are both like distinguished with by the the mood being a very serious change you know now then that got me to thinking like okay if it's mood versus personality that got me to thinking about okay well what are the causes of bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder and i think that and obviously this is just based off of my research and my own personal opinion but bipolar seems to be more more not 100 percent, but more genetically uh, chemically imbalanced. Well, personal borderline BPD seems to be more of the the person has gone through a big a traumatic trauma. experience. Yes, which so yeah. then brings into question like okay that or makes you think about nature versus nurture, and of course there's a combination of both that have with with you know with with both I'm sure with and and with multiple you know mental health disorders but that got me interested when it said personality it reminded me of a book that i've read which is called personality isn't permanent by um, dr benjamin hardy and it's a really fascinating book and i tend to agree with a lot of his theories and let me just you know definitely you know they are theories of course and but it does make you realize that you know like a lot of what our personality and how our personalities are developed do come from our experiences, not from necessarily like you were always going to be this way. I think yeah. it's, it, 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 it's not saying that it's not trying to shame the person with BP um, D it's more trying to say that it's manageable. Like there, there are things that can be done that can help, to and, and we'll definitely get to that right yes i'm not trying to jump the gun but no no you're um, good but yeah so they the the that book is really interesting i do think i'm gonna reread it because i wish i had time to reread it for for this um for this pod but it is very like relatable with regards to a lot of the different pods I've had it just in general like it 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 has a, a lot of effect on, I guess, our lives, like just realizing that you're, you're not stuck in your personality. Yeah. No. And, um, like, but before we get into treatment, I think that we should, uh, at least get a, a little bit better of an understanding about BPD. Definitely. And, uh, like, <clears throat> like, like even with relationships where we, and, and I, I don't know why I'm saying we. I've never been diagnosed. Um, but uh, where people with BPD, uh, relationships that they're looking from an outside perspective, and uh, those people are doing so great, and they kind of envy that. It, it's, how are they doing so great, and I am doing so bad? And then... Uh, it causes like a pulling back and like constant worry about like being cheated on or lied to. And uh, like 
it causes self-harm and them like e- even being a cutter and i mean like and i think that's a lot of why i say we because like throughout my research uh i carry a lot of these traits um i mean i have not cut myself in a very long time but that used to be a very major factor in my life i am covered in scars from where I used to have fits of rage or depression and everything, and my solution was a pocket knife. I mean, and, it, it's hard to distinguish between the different disorders. Um, it's often misdiagnosed as just depression or just anxiety um, or the mood swings that you're bipolar, but I think that... that one of the things that maybe we'll we'll come to discover going forward is that they all kind of inter intertwine um, intertwine thank you they intertwine mm-hmm. and maybe it's kind of like a sliding scale where you're more inclined towards this one or that one you know yeah. but but there are very similar um you know traits in all of the, the not all but like a lot of the um let's say popular uh for lack of i know that sounds really insensitive but you know what i mean well yeah the the well the well-known um yeah and and that that was the thing it's like when when i first started cutting myself well i mean like i'm a product of the 80s and i started cutting myself in the 80s i had never even known that people done that and I, I found in my research that is something as like with with BPD is like the feeling of being different or weird or an outcast and no one's like me. Why don't others feel the way like I feel? And I just I, I always felt like something was wrong with me. And then it wasn't until I was into my early 20s that I found out that other people done this also. But wouldn't you say that a lot of teenagers tend to feel it's a very like common thing across cultures? Well, now that I'm multiple... older and I've learned, yes. But back Countries. when I was a kid, I didn't know. Yes, and 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 a lot of that is, you know, one's hormones and one's. I think that culture doesn't really do very well with teenagers, um, especially certain cultures. Agreed. With how to channel the different energies and feelings that one might be having. Um, I was kind of a weird teenager because I was a very late bloomer, so I've always felt kind of different and at different stage than everybody else and I think that's had a huge effect on my personality now um and I I have been diagnosed with well last year I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder but I don't think I have bipolar disorder I I don't think you do it yeah I was during that phase very depressed and I've had anxiety issues since I've been a teenager and that's never gone away that is you know I I, one day maybe it will but I'm not holding my breath anymore but um, but yeah no I was exhibiting like bipolar disorder symptoms uh, with regards to being very manic or very depressed and that would sometimes be short bursts of time or uh, longer bursts so it could be like I would have manic episodes for like a few days wouldn't be sleeping felt on top of the world it's honestly it's a really great really great feeling but you are going to have to deal with the consequences of the crash and that's extreme depre- extremely de- depressed where you're not able to move your basic things going to the toilet taking a shower washing your dishes eating mm-hmm. moving anything getting out of bed Guessing into bed is more when you're in the, you know, the manic phase. But, um, but yes, like things are misdiagnosed and you do always need to make sure that you see multiple, seek out multiple um, opinions 
because yeah, I don't, they did put me on medications for these type of things for bipolar and for depression, but the negative consequences for me with the side effects were not worth it to me. So I had to come off of them and, um, but that choice is not going to be right for everybody. Everybody, uh, certain agreed. things work for different people, and we're all very different in that sense. And, and I mean, like with bipolar, is you can be happy for a few weeks and everything, and then, like you said, you just <coughs> excuse me, you have that crash where you might have a week where. Uh, you just want to sit in the bedroom with the blinds closed. And with BPD or uh, uh, borderline personality borderline disorder, personality disorder um, it, it can happen multiple times a day. In a day. Where, That's yeah, a huge difference, like, yes. You, you just, like, you're in a good mood and then all of a sudden you're, uh, something happens where it's like, well, fuck, no, no just the hell with the day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do I mean, think this is like, uh, like, I mean, like I know I have never heard of this, but when I first heard about this a few weeks ago, it made so much sense. So uh, I, I did not, and I, I should have done, uh, I should have researched this, uh, looked up when this diagnosis first came to be um but i did not so my fault everybody um but i do think this is a new new newer diagnosis um because i mean like even back in like the 80s you didn't have adhd you were just a brat um but uh then they developed ADHD, ADD, all that, and just like with BPD, uh, people might just say it's like, oh, you're being, you're being harsh or whatever, or uh, suck it up, buttercup kind of a thing. And it's like, no, it's 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 beyond my control. It, I I can't help the way I feel. This is just the way I feel. This is how I am. Well, I think. Um... Well, first of all, I did stumble across the origins of um, borderline personality, and it's it is in the thirties. Uh, by really? Albert, yeah, Adolf Stern in the in the nineteen thirty eight. Um, that was the first time that borderline personality was kind of like proposed um, in the United States. Um, it but it didn't become recognized until a lot later later in the eighties. Um, so that's when it could actually, you could actually be diagnosed as that in the eighties. Um, and that's like a whole, there's a whole standard to how, I guess, you know, certain things are put into the classification and then that you can be diagnosed and then be given meds. And I mean, lest we not forget, uh, maybe a lot of these, a lot of things with regards to diagnoses and, um, this and I. This is no in no way to like make somebody feel a certain way, or you know. But we have to always remember the pharmaceutical companies do just want. They don't care, you know, about us really. I mean, and actually, that would be a good pod to do um, all just about the pharmaceutical companies. And oh yeah, no, big big pharma. There, there's no. There's no profit in the cure. There's only profit in treatment. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, that, so that, that's just something to think about with regards to how many different meds there are. Like, I never knew that until last year, like, um, because I did one of those gene site tests. And that's, a, if anybody out there doesn't know, and you're looking to, I don't even know if it if it necessarily worked for me in my case, no, but maybe it does for other people, but you can take a test that shows the probability or it's not probability. It's more of like your, it'll put you in the green, yellow or the red zone. 
Right, it's about, called it's, the genealogy test. Yeah, I, I took mine also. It's gene sight. It's genealogy is different where you're tracing where you come from. The gene sight oh, is oh, word, for medic. Yeah. I'm talking about medication. Oh, so, specifically, so I, I just mixed them up. But yeah, yeah I, I and, took mine also. And so basically, what it does is it will t- talk about how your body absorbs. I think it's about absorption um, of of any particular substance or drug, like whether or is it, oh how your body metabolizes it. I think that's the way that they. So it's if your body will metabolize this and how it metabolizes it. And for me, because they put me tried me on so many different things. Um, like even if I and we would only try the green ones, we would never th- try the ones that were in red and yellow. I just for me it, it didn't. I didn't notice um, any benefits because I had negative side effects with all of them. But once again, that just could be me. Um, I feel like it's just the reason that you're trying to do it is to take out some of the guesswork of what's gonna help and react well. But I if feels to me that it's just not the science is just not there yet to I don't know to be to be accurate <laughs> enough um yeah because you you I mean my psychiatrist would would pinball machine me from one one drug to a next and I couldn't tell what one was still working and what one wasn't and I just I found it to be very um what's the word I cannot think of the word like uh, irresponsible, irresponsible, inaccurate, irresponsible of the psychiatrist to to do that. It's not irresponsible. I mean, how how are they going to know? I mean, how how are you ever going to know anything unless you try it? I mean, it's like with trying food. How are you ever going to know if you like sushi if you never give it a try? I just think you're playing with fire when you're playing with mental health. It's not like, oh, I like. Yeah, but I mean, I like, like you said, everyone's biology is different. So I mean, yeah. Okay, you're you're coming to them with the problem, and you're asking them for a solution. But how are they supposed to automatically know the solution to your biology without trying you on a few things? Well, I think the fact that, like, it's separated between, like, your therapist or your counselor and your psychiatrist, it should be that they're they're intertwined. So instead, you have to go to a separate person who doesn't know many things about your, your circumstances, your history, and things that happened. And they're just like, oh, so you're, okay, you're, you're, this is your symptoms, okay, here's the drug for that. And they literally just look at a chart. Yeah, here, the- here's Rimron. Uh, yeah. Did it work? Uh, no, it's fucking me up. Uh, yeah, but it, it, okay, it. then we'll try this one instead. I mean, they're 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 not gonna know uh, Be, until you my, try it. Because my mental state was so not good, I just felt like it was too flipsy. Like it, it made me lose confidence that they knew what they were doing. And then I, as I lost confidence, I didn't want to take. You know, I was like. I was too, became the side effects were so bad that I became too nervous to take another yeah. pill, and then eventually but, that's. I mean, happened. like, and, and I'm, I'm, I am with you on. I do not back big pharma. Okay, but I also understand that everyone's genetics are different. Everyone's biology is different. Everyone's mental state is different. And, uh, medicine, even though medicine's been around for quite some times or quite some time, it's still, I would say in its adolescence, it's still new practice. Um, so there is not going to be a definite and, and that. That's something actually with with what we're talking about right now with uh, BPD is absolutes. Uh, People with BPD, it's you're either with me or against me. And and, uh, like, like say you have a friend and they've been a friend of yours for a long time 
and they say one thing that pisses you off, and it's like, well, now I'm done with you. You are no longer my friend. Not even giving them a chance to apologize. And that, I would say, is kind of the same thing that you're saying with, like, pharmaceuticals. But, I mean, it is trial and error. I mean, like, like, think about, like, with baking them. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna see how this fruit meshes with this cheese. Okay, well that didn't taste very good, so I'm gonna try a different fruit with it. Um, it it's kind of the same thing. It's like, okay, you're coming to me with a disorder. You're having these symptoms. Uh, okay, let let's see how this medicine works for you. Oh, well, it's giving me restless leg and I'm getting migraines. Okay, well, then maybe that ain't the med for you, so let's try on this med. And no one likes to feel like a guinea pig. And believe me, I ain't preaching at you. I've went through this quite a bit before I found the med that worked for me. Um, But uh, fortunately, I did find a a med that worked for me. I mean, like... Uh, and especially here lately. Uh, Wait, tell tell, every, every, tell everybody you can get sponsored by Big Pharma. <laughs> yeah, word. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm afraid to. I don't want to lose. No, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, don't do it. But like here, here for over over a year now, I've been having health issues, and uh, they've been. They've been passing me around pill after pill after pill, trying to get my heart condition under control, my my digestive system under control, uh, my my under control, and everything else. Uh, plus, on top of that, trying to deal with mental issues with depression, anxiety, and everything else. But I mean, I've I've had to cycle through pill after pill until they could find ones that worked. But, I mean, that's what you get. Because my biology is completely different from yours. What works for me is not going to work for you. Just like in your gene test, you were in the green for meds that were in the red for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, hey, I'm not saying that medicine is, you know, a bad thing. And by the way, medicine, I mean, it is derived from Latin, medicis, meaning mm-hmm. a physician. So, I mean, although we're at we're where we're at with medicine, you know, it's, it's yes, it, in many ways, some things still seem very primitive. But now the rate, as we've discussed in previous pods like the rate of learning with AI learning and um, it's everything's changing so quickly and so yeah we're now I swear to fuck if we don't come up with a cure for cancer because with AI now we're gonna know they're just keeping it from us oh yeah no they've, <laughs> Which, they've had but, a cure for cancer for years right but sure well, this is why they're. This is why everybody's trying to probably put cap on AI because once does the cap, once the lid is off of the Pandora's box, the truth open, will be told. The truth will come out, and that's mm-hmm. going to be exciting. It's like you see the, those people that have done those horrible things just be. Mm-hmm. Well, do you know what? There's, they're going to find a way to cover up, aren't they? Well, of course, uh, and. Sorry if I offend anyone on this one, but uh, my personal opinion, but like eating the apple of knowledge. Why would that be a bad thing? Why should knowledge be a secret? Why should we ignore the apple and just believe what you told us? That makes no sense to me. Wait, Why would anybody be offended by that? Because oh. it's going against Christian belief. Oh, sorry. No, I think the penny just dropped. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, but it wasn't obvious that you were talking about that. That's only because you have a, that type of background that your brain went to that straight away. Well, a- anyone that's a Christian. Uh, oh, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Yeah. 
would have straight away their their minds but that see that goes into your upbringing you know like your upbringing you, you're easily you're gonna notice that straight away like whereas mm-hmm. certain things like i didn't it, it didn't it didn't hit me straight away until i was like oh yeah then i remembered your upbringing and then i was like ah oh, that makes sense as to why he gave like a disclosure but see that just goes to show that how often like i could say something really like that i for me has does does not make me feel a certain way but will really make wind somebody else up mm-hmm. and has you know and i it doesn't mean well, you, you get on the main floor about that what, do you always say that that I get on to you about things? Well, like, I am uh, not a, some. You make me seem like I'm some naggy no, type no, person. No, no, no. And I'm I, not. I, I don't mean it that way. I mean, like, I mean, even even me and my aunt had this conversation the other night. Uh, she had me watch a video about uh, this woman differences between the baby boomers, the Gen X, and the Gen Z. And I think I'm Gen. Don't forget millennials. Yeah. But uh, she was sitting there and she's like, yeah, this is so funny. This is so funny. No, I'm not millennial. I think I'm Gen X. Uh, Born, uh, raised in the 80s. Millennials, I think, started in 2000. I don't know. I I don't fucking get it. But uh, but this girl sitting there. (laughs) Okay, never mind. Go on. Yeah, this this girl sitting here talking about how we were brought up and everything, and uh, uh, my aunt sitting there, so funny, this so funny. I'm like, yeah, yeah but she's describing everything that I do, and you get offended by everything I do. Why is it when she says it's funny, but when I do it, you're offended? Well, you and her have a personal relationship going back into you know different stages of your life so that you know you, you you're too close to each other sometimes people yeah but when have, I, you when both I have experienced when i tell you that you're getting on to like you're nagging me i mean like you will tell me it's like you shouldn't say that that's gonna piss people off and it's like okay yeah i get it I just think uh, I, I, no. I know the shit that comes out of my mouth. I hear it too. Yeah. So I just, there's certain things that you seem to do like obstinately as opposed to intelligently. Agreed. Like you do it intentionally to get a rise. Like, or um, you, sometimes no, you'll it, say, you'll say it. Comes out. Or you'll say it and I'll say, I don't think you realize, Chris, but that's going to make you sound ignorant. Like, I know, I know you well enough to know that that's not how you are, but mm-hmm. that it's your the perception is if you say this type of word, you're going to be perceived as this, and and you're going to be put into this category. And agreed. Like, I'm. It's more like, unfortunately, you're looking have, out for me. <laughs> right. I'm trying to have your back, like with regards to that. Like, yeah. No, well, I, I maybe get even. It. Yeah, because I mean, it's just—it's not that. Um, it's more that language evolves, and you you either evolve with it or you don't. But if you don't evolve with it, then you're just gonna—you're going to seem like you're—you're you're not with the times, you know. Mm-hmm. If you don't roll with the with the language. Now, I love mm-hmm. going to certain parts of this country or certain places of any other country and just hearing a a dialect or some the way that people speak and it's completely different and stuff like that. <laughs> like, but yes, if I'm talking with like, let's say peers and we're, or we're having a con- intel, we're, you know, we're trying to have an intelligent discussion about something, then I don't necessarily, you know, think that, and it's going to be broadcast to all over the world you have to try to speak in a language where everybody can actually I don't even know if I agree with that. (laughs) I don't even know if I agree with that. I suppose it's because I'm consciously like, I usually like try to modify my, I try to modify how I speak so that like people will understand me better. So like if I, instead of saying this word, I'm going to say that word. That's the American version because I'm in America at the moment. So instead of using the UK version, you know, so it's, especially when they're very different, where somebody's gonna be like, but now because 
everybody watches the same shit, you know, and it's on the same shit on the internet. Most people are starting, it's getting to the point where everybody knows what everybody's saying now. So it's becoming less and less of a problem. And and like even with BPD, it's been proven that three quarters with BPD uh, relate to this. Um, with having to deal with like uh, handling others and how they are portrayed, and uh, wait, I don't fully understand. Well, like, uh, like y'all, y'all are able when females, uh, because they they outwardly deal with emotions and everything oh yeah do we well that that <laughs> tell me how i am oh, tell me how i am no no you know. no uh, th- this is what i found in my research so this ain't my personal opinion uh, i'm reading my notes um but where uh like three quarters of the people diagnosed with bpd are females um because they they deal or uh they um let's see now you so don't I fuck came me up. A- I came across this in my notes too and I'm sorry if I fucked you up I didn't mean that was not my intention but no I I see what you're saying so basically more, the the higher percentage a high, a much higher percentage of women are diagnosed with um BPD than men and what I came across in my research, I'm not saying this as a fact, but it can be attributed to toxic max- masculinity. Where That's what you know, I was about to get to. Right. Where a man, you know, is still... Are more aggressive and... Well, no. I'm not, men are, it's not that men are more aggressive, in my opinion. It's more that men... Well, we can talk to Jordan. We should, we should discuss Jordan Peterson at some point and toxic max- masculinity. But it's not that men are are more of a certain way. I mean, yes, there, we have certain hormonal differences that create different t- tendencies for different outcomes because of our biological history and things like that. But yes, like toxic masculinity is a cultural thing, not biological. And well, it's intertwined as well, I would say, but a man being not, don't cry, like men not show your emotions and all that mm. sort of thing. So a woman will be more inclined we're, to go we're to the doctor. We're we're taught to suck it up, carry on. Uh, yes. We're we're told not to feel, to suppress our feelings and our emotions, and to get over it. Um, and if you have feelings about something, we're not supposed to talk about it because that's unmanly. We got to be tough. Where mm-hmm. and that's what I meant by women are able to outwardly be emotional. Well, yeah, and I think, thankfully, like, as we move away from, like, older generations die off, we are becoming better at this, and toxic, toxic masculinity is is reducing, but, you know, we still have these issues. It doesn't, it takes time for people to, you know, it's like our cells redividing and us becoming, you know, over, what is it, seven or eight years, your, your cells die and you're all a whole new group of cells like and it's the same thing with like generations it's sort of like repeating patterns where you have to wait for the old cells of bundles to die off and then before you get to the new bundle and the new bundles you know going to be capable of different things and different thought patterns and i don't know if i'm i'm thinking abstractly i'm not clearly <laughs> you know no you're, trained you're good. in this type of stuff and i mean there there is um and, and you had brought this up in the the beginning of the pod. Like, I mean, there there are forms of treatment for BPD. I mean, damn, uh, and, and this goes for both male, female, non-binary, uh, what whatever you classify as. Um, but there's four stages. It's a dialectical behavior therapy. And it provides clients with new skills and management, manage painful emotions to decrease 
conflict and relationships to help against like self-harm, self, self-deprivation, uh, low self-esteem, stuff like that. There's a uh, mindfulness, uh, just, just being mindful of your feelings. Um, there's distress tolerance on how to get through a bad situation without making it worse. <clears throat> there's emotion regulation on how to stop emotions from restarting. So if you were already upset and you've calmed down and you're addressing the situation to prevent yourself from getting worked up all over again, because these are things that people with BPD will do. Um, But, I mean, these are things that have to be practiced frequently. Yeah. And, like, one thing about it, though, is because you're practicing these things doesn't mean that everyone that you come in contact with is also. Yeah. Down. They they could be fine or they might be going through the same shit you are, but have none of these tools. So that's, you can't expect others to react the way that you do. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, your upbringing and with regards to the emotional tools, like your emotional intelligence that you receive from your caregivers as you're growing up has a huge influence on how you're going to be behaving, you know, as an adult. And um, the thing you just, you know, dialectical behavior therapy, which like came out of CBT, which CBT in our podcast was used um, from the our one about uh, the, your topic with um, regards to the um, whatchamacallums, the American CIA thing. What the hell? Oh, my gosh. Oh, the brainwashing. The, um... <laughs> what the oh, hell? Shit. Uh, uh, MK Ultra. <laughs> MK Ultra. Yeah. Um, so that was used like that. That's like CB, uh, CBD, not CBD. <laughs> Cognitive behavioral therapy was used dirt back. That was one of the techniques that CIA were using during MK Ultra. And um, then, then you have dialectical behavioral therapy, which is like, you know, a, a sibling or, you know, coming out of CBT. CBT, yeah. And um, what's the one, there's another therapy that like is supposed to really be good for people with PTSD. And it's the one, and I cannot think of the name. Um, I can look it up, but like where. Like microdosing. Uh, no, no. Um, but like, like the one where you look from left to the right, left to the right, left to the right, left to the right. And you're thinking about whatever your trauma is. And then like you can walk out of that session being like, I feel a lot lighter. Um, oh, that one. Let me look at uh, PTSD treatment. But yeah, that that's another one that I'm I'm actually really curious about. That I mean, I don't I don't even know. Like, I mean, everybody, nobody comes out of life without traumas. Nobody does. Nobody comes Agreed. out of childhood without traumas, especially and, childhood. And they they brain. actually wanted to rename BPD because. It, it sounds too straightforward. They actually wanted to call it emotion regulation disorder mm. uh, to kind of like lessen the blow of the diagnosis. That sounds actually a bit more accurate. Like, yeah. Out of everything that stands out from um, BPD compared to a lot of other mental health um, issues and, and health issues and disorders is that it's, yes, it's that, it, the control, like regulating your emotions, like flee every day, every second. They're just, it seems like they're just, it seems, sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it sounds exhausting. And unfortunately, what happens is people cannot, don't, because they don't understand it, they don't, they push those people away. And they, and then the biggest fear is abandonment, or one of the biggest fears can be abandonment. And then the person ends up doing the thing that they, you know, they fear the most, which is, yeah, which no, really mean, traumatizes. Yeah. People with BPD, they're, they're experts in destroying relationships, mm-hmm. uh, which is also another sign on why I think I might actually have this. And when I do start to, 
discussed this with my therapist. Um, but I know a lot of therapists don't like to deal with people with BPD because it, it's it, it's to tackle. Uh, like when when you suffer from like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia or anything like that, it, here's a pill. Um, yes. When you have BPD, it's I'm supposed to give you. Well, I, it's I, like it's how we were chatting earlier, where it's like the difference between it's like is it personality or is it um, you know, your is it like personality disorder yeah, or is it mood mindset. disorder? Yeah. One one of the so when when I was uh, doing my research, so one of the things I do is if I've watched something or whatever, and I'll go through the comments, um, and just see what everybody's saying about whatever it is that I watched or an article or that read or something like that. And one thing that one person who had um, BPD said that was that they a doctor wouldn't wouldn't take them and wouldn't help them because they said they're too manipulative, so they cannot be treated. So they can never trust that the person is is saying the the, the real truth. Um, so it almost that which that just sounds like wow. If somebody said that you are you're too much this way, so you cannot be treated, that would make you so much worse. You know to to yeah. to feel like you're you're helpless. Like no no you no you cannot you cannot help anybody. You cannot we cannot help you, and all you're doing is destroying relationships around you. Like how much of a how much worse would that send somebody down a spiral you know that it's just horrible yeah and i mean and like and one of the videos i watched is like uh there was an interview with a couple of people who do struggle with bpd and at the end of the video they did give a disclosure it's like but there is hope there is light at the end of the tunnel uh just because you've reached the bottom doesn't mean you can't rise up. You you can rise up. You can achieve goals. and it, It's hard, but as long as you put your mind to it, you can do it. There is help out there. So, I mean, it's not an, an, an untreatable disorder. I, I don't want to necessarily call it a disease. Um, but it, it's not the end of the world. I mean, like I, I definitely struggle with depression, anxiety, and I have for a very, very long time. Um, but I haven't given up yet. I still get up every day. Every, every day is a new day. Um, still pushing forward, even with today's struggles. Uh, today might suck, but tomorrow's another day. Um, it's not necessarily like, I mean, I'll always look forward to it, but, uh, that, that's just what people like us have to deal with. And not everyone's going to understand, but we don't need them to. Those who want to be a part of our lives will be a part of our lives. Those that we want to be a part of our lives will be a part of our lives. Um, the thing is, is that people with mental disorders, uh, depression, anxiety, BPD, bipolar disorder, uh, any of that, uh, just just keep pushing. I mean, like he said in The Crow, can't rain all the time. Tell that to somebody in Seattle. Or uh, oh. Scot- Northern Scotland. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. but people still, in Scotland, they, they tend to like the gray. Um, okay. Uh, well, you, you've even told me that. No, I told you, I tend, I enjoy gray weather. But no, I would not say that Everybody in Scotland, or all people in Scotland, like the gloom and the doom. A lot of people, you know, don't like it. But you know, when you you when you grow up around something, you get used to something. Agreed. There's this um, really 
cool app that's uh well i've like from a few years several years ago now but like it's called like poolside fm and it's just like this really like neon app it's very simple app but it just has like really like like every different radio stations but they're all like super upbeat and it has all these old footage like from like 19 like 80s 70s like maybe 60s and it's all sort of really done retro-y and um yeah check out poolside of i think it's yeah poolside fm and it's that's the name of the app and it's just like it makes you just like it's just got really summer vibes and when it's and it was in in the creators of the app it's just like this was born on a rainy day in i don't remember whereabouts in let's say aberdeen it might be aberdeen actually Aberdeen, Northern Scotland, uh, out of a few guys, here's a few people that just wanted to catch some sunny vibes whilst in the middle of a torrentious rainstorm. And it really does just give you those vibes. And it's a very simple app, but it's very fun. Well, it's like um, I heard a thing the other day. <clears throat> it was... Uh... Let, let's see, yeah. how, how was it that went? It was... Uh... Uh, a woman at work told it to me. It was, uh, don't be, or, it was, uh, you, you can, it, it's not about being happy in the sunshine. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. So, mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. like that, which I thought was really good. But I mean, it, it's like me and my brother were talking last night, and uh, like he he moved up to Maine uh, shortly after I did, but he's still up there. And between me, him, the people I moved up to Maine with, all of us from Georgia, uh, after spending a couple of years in Maine, it's like their thunderstorms, they're they're weak. Like, you might get one little boomer, you might get 30 minutes of a light rain, and then that's that's what they call a thunderstorm. Um, where, like, a Georgia thunderstorm, like, you might get boomers for fucking two days, and it might rain for the next two weeks. And as so much as by, while by... we were here, we were like, God, I just wish it would quit fucking raining. And then when we got up to Maine, we're like, man, I miss the Georgia thunderstorms. And then now that I'm back in Georgia, every time we get a thunderstorm, it's like, yeah, this would be a good day for a nap. So you actually, funnily enough, just how you just said that, you perfectly exemplified my next topic. Um, like, because... <laughs> Well, so I was going to, well, no, I wouldn't say perfectly exemplified, but okay. But it's leading, it's a good transition because, so, yes, the grass is not always greener on the other side. But what does make you appreciate the grass on the other side is traveling. So my next topic is going to be all about travel. And why is travel good for your brain? Why is travel good for you to get a sense of perspective? What are good travel tips? Where in the world, different cultural differences, what, how can that really, like, you don't, and you don't, you cannot guess it just by researching it. I I was about to say, I'm not going to have a super huge amount to contribute to this because I've only been out of the state of Georgia twice. But I can pitch in my two experiences, and that's about it. Well, but it's not you, really a... you've been abroad, so I I will probably sit and let you speak for the most of that, and chime I in where I can. Really, or... I'm not. I don't intend on having a monologue. This is really just about the like all of our topics are. You know, there's tons of things that you'll discussion. discover. It's a, exactly. And, and, and also, I was going to say, and, and we can edit this part out if, if need be, but uh, maybe we can find a guest to bring in on this one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, 
doesn't really need to be cut out. Um, so, but yeah, so just how traveling is important. Just because you haven't traveled, it, this means maybe you haven't traveled much yet. No, but maybe I need to. But this is to inspire you to get traveling because travel. Because, I, I mean, how how are you supposed to appreciate this? I mean, how are you supposed to appreciate the sunshine if you've never seen the rain? Exactly. Like if you've always, always sunny in California or whatever, or fill it up. Oh, wait, I totally fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the point is, is that like even travel, travel doesn't have to be abroad. Travel doesn't have to be in a whole other state or country necessarily, but traveling in general just immersing yourself in another town, even if you're not able to get away far, far away right now. Sometimes that can just really give you a perspective to appreciate what you have Agreed. in the meantime. I just currently got back from a trip to North Carolina um, on a silent meditation retreat <clears throat> called, <clears throat> um, and, uh, and yeah, I'll probably give some perspectives about that and I'll, um, talk about certain things that maybe made me realize a couple of things and um and I, yeah i just wanted to talk about travel because i'm i'm really feeling the itch to get away and uh, yeah just thinking about travel so yeah um thank you for your topic though chris i mean i, I know that we we're not experts and if you are out there and you are struggling with your mental health issues you do need to don't ever be ashamed about it and look look for help look for help it's out and and you can always reach out to us we're not experts but uh we are open ears um like why don't you give and i know i've said this more than once it's uh the path for men or turmoil begins with a friendly ear i was just about to say say your quote Mm -hmm. mm-hmm It's not your quote, right? But it's a, Master Splinter. Yep. Um, from, but uh, no, there there is help out there. Uh, any anyone that is going through going through anything. Uh, th- this was something I did learn in rehab uh, when we had our community courses. Uh, even when I felt like I was dealing with life by myself, I was one one of the the biggest shockers that I felt in community was how many people are going through very similar situations. So, I mean, seven billion people on this planet. You ain't experiencing anything by yourself. There is a lot of people in the world going through a very similar situation. And there are people out there to help you. And uh, and willing to listen. And share their experiences with you. So... Uh, that was probably one of the most comforting feelings that I'd ever felt. And I was, I was very glad for that. Yep. And I mean, on a, there's kind there's not so many original thoughts. (laughs) Yeah. And so in that, in a, even though that can be a depressing thought, but in a good way, you're definitely, nobody's most, we're not, you may feel alone, but you're not alone because everybody's out of that many people that are only just currently alive and have been alive for eternity or for not eternity, but you know, I mean, since the beginning of the, all right, I'm going to fuck this up. But anyways, (laughs) I guess. Well, we, we hope everybody enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for listening. If you would love to make a comment or uh, give us a rating, any feedback, we would love that. It would be helpful for us to, um, as we go ahead and as we start modifying things and just upgrading, as we know we need to upgrade a lot. But uh, yeah, any feedback along the way would be helpful. Just what's 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 what we're doing well and what we're we really need to improve on. And we definitely know we need to improve upon a lot of things. 
Yeah, so thanks for and, listening. And we will always continue working on that. And I do want to give a shout out to the people that are following us and giving us their open ears. We have reached over a thousand views and listens, and we want to say thank you uh, for subscribing and listening to us sit here and babble. But uh, that is awesome for two people that are just starting and we hope to continue to deliver yeah nice well said chris all right i guess we'll see you on the next episode all right everybody have a good happy travels this week see you next week peace out